The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line. Our guest this morning, Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. Shane, good morning to you. How's everything with you today? Good. I'm glad to be here. Hey, I, I do have to say, you were talking about birthdays. Yesterday was my wife's birthday. Not ah, today, but yeah. happy. Yesterday. You know, I need to feel like I need to say that, Bart. I, I think that's a smart thing to do. I, I agree. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and she's 19, too. 29. 20, okay, 29. 19 yeah. okay. is not believable. 29 yeah. is definitely. Okay. Yeah. Very definitely. I definitely outkick my coverage with her. <laughs> Welcome in. And uh, we're, so many things happening in the community. And we also want to mention, if you, our listeners, have a question about uh, something that's concerning you or a suggestion on ways to make things better, give us a call or text us, whichever is best for you. 615-893-1450. And we've had this in the news quite a bit, but the story is changing and evolving. Middle Tennessee State University's aerospace, the airplane yeah. program, uh, looks like it's moving to Shelbyville. Yeah, they made the announcement, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, that they're it, it's a three-year three, three year process, but they're moving their entire program um, to Shelbyville. And... You know, we had been working over the last really two years, long before I had gotten involved in this, but the, the growth at the, the university, specifically with their aerospace program, had really outpaced what we could handle at, at the airport and really had been um, some, some tough, you know, some tough talks or as far as, I don't want to say negotiations, but it was really just more some tough discussions on what the vision of the, the university was going to be compared to what the airport commission, the city council, and mainly, you know, the operational issues that we don't get involved with, staff gets involved with. But uh, ultimately, I think they made the decision that they wanted to continue growing their program. Right now, they're about a little over 70% of the operations that take take place at our airport. They're about 20% of the income that we receive. So, you know, 80% of the income is paid by other people. Um, and, and it was really something that, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of the university. There's no one that that loves the university as much as I do. I'm a graduate there, student body president there. Um, but, you know, we also, as a, as a city council, have to look at other things than just one organization. And I think this is this allows the university to grow it puts them in what they're wanting to do in an area that is not near as populated as as Murfreesboro. So it, it, I think it's a win-win for everyone. And they will have considerably more space over there. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've that airport has a longer runway. Um, that they have acreage that surrounds the airport where they can expand, and we just don't. I mean, we're we're landlocked. We're predominantly surrounded by all residential neighborhoods. And I keep hearing, um, you know, I, I know this, I, I've heard the thought, well, hey, you shouldn't move next to an airport. You know, the airport was there first. And and I, I do agree to some extent if you live next to the airport that, hey, you move next to an airport. But 
you know, we have a responsibility to the growth, not or to the whole area. And and so that same argument would be like saying, hey, the landfill was here first. So if you move close to a landfill, then you can expect it's going to stink. And that's just not an argument as a council or, or as a mayor that I'm comfortable to say, hey, they were here first. So, you know, basically, you, you know, you can you're just gonna have to deal with it. And I mean, if that were the attitude that we took on all kinds of issues, then it, I don't think that's how Murfreesboro is supposed to lead. The Murfreesboro Airport, uh, in its location where it is now, uh, was there in the, I guess, mid-50s? Yeah, it started in the mid-50s. And, you know, since then, it has really been a, a, a staple in that area. Uh, the If you've not been out to the airport to see, to see the new terminal and some of the things that the city's invested in over really the last you know six to eight years it's i mean it's amazing what's happening out there um but i mean ultimately and you just look at it it's that old saying you know trying to put 10 pounds of flour in a five pound sack if you know when the university in 2018 had roughly 400 pro pilot students and in 2020 they had almost a thousand pro pilot students and initially we had anticipated or in the university had given us the number that they were going to grow about six percent per year 400 students to a thousand is a lot more than you know six percent that's 120 some odd percent that it's grown and we just couldn't handle that amount of um of growth and i mean it's that's just something that we have to look at and be able to say that the airport is funded by taxpayer dollars whether it be the federal state government or our local government we have to provide services for everyone and so it's a win-win i think that you know the university we're one of the only areas that the university for example doesn't own anything at the airport you know typically a lot of the programs they offer it's in areas that you know we can't tell them how to run their nursing program we can't tell them how to run the accounting program that i graduated from or their dairy farm or those i mean that's their property but in this case the the airports the city of murfreesboro's airport and you know there's a there's been a narrative out there that you know specifically me or members of the city council that we're not supporting mtsu because you know we've said look this is all we can handle and it's it's just not true i mean i, I think the difference is mtsu is focused on mtsu the city council just can't be focused on MTSU. We have to be focused on the entire community, and you know that's what that was what people elected us to do. As this transition moves through the next three years, what do you think this will enable the Murfreesboro Airport? What changes will we see? I think that you know I think there are amazing things that are happening at that airport, uh, and again, eighty percent of our income comes from. You know, in past agreements, the fuel discount and the discounts that the university gets for being at the airport, it's a very insignificant amount of income. I mean, 20% of our income just comes from MTSU. So 80% is from everyone else. And so I think the ability for uh, other uses to come in there, um, clearly I think the operational numbers will go down because you're going to be removing 80% of the traffic but in the general aviation area which i think a lot of people in the community would will appreciate this most of your general aviation airport or uh, 
aircrafts, they, they take off, they leave and leave and then they come back. Um, they're not taking off, leaving, circling around, doing touch and goes, and which is something that, that MTSU has graciously helped us with, but it's going to allow us to be able to, um, to expand from a standpoint of not only the general aviation side, but help us to be able to, you know, people, corporations and companies that, you know, that continue to fly in Vanderbilt life flight that's based there. It's just going to allow us to be able to, to grow the airport, I think in a, in a more measured way. Do you feel that in the future with the traffic problems we have and Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, we're not the only ones with traffic problems. It's on the interstate. It's in Nashville. Do you foresee smaller commuter planes like the American Eagle? I mean, that's that's a fair sized plane, but uh, it we take that kind of airplane at the Murfreesboro Airport. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever see um, commercial operations from a standpoint of a regional, you know, like a regional jet that would come in and out of there. I think our our runway is not long enough. You know, we've got 4,753 feet, and I think we're look. The city's looking at doing what's called a displaced threshold, which will allow the it's only can, only can be used for takeoffs. It can't be used for landings, but it's really for safety. But you have you have Smyrna that's just up the road that you know has two runways and eight thousand feet runways or an eight thousand foot runway, and I think the other one's sixty five hundred feet. That I just don't think you'll see from a safety standpoint those types of jets that will be taking off and landing. Um, I, I, I wouldn't foresee that. Now I do think you're going to see John Toon in Nashville is seen as one of the more um, progressive airports where general aviation. People have, you know, jets and and larger airplanes that are based there, and I think there's that opportunity in Murfreesboro. But, you know, again, um, I mean, there was a jet that took off at the airport the other day that, I mean, it went over my house and you could barely hear it. Um, And so I think those types of traffics will help um, with with the overall community. Those are corporate jets, I guess. Yeah, they're, I mean, you wouldn't believe. I mean, Coach uh, Hypo with UT was here back in, I want to say it was December, and they flew a, a larger jet in and landed. He was here recruiting. But, you know, again, those jets, they land and then they take off and they don't come back. Um, and, and that's really, you know, some of the traffic that we're starting to see. You're, I mean, routinely, Bart, if you go out there now, you'll see um, different aviation um, or different planes that are from different areas that are that are all there where people are coming in because Murfreesboro has progressed. Uh, we have a lot of businesses that are here and people can can uh, easily get in and get out. Chad Gerke was on the radio not long ago and he said something was fascinating. Never had thought about it. He said we really want to also cater to the pilots. We want to make it a positive experience for them if they need a car to get around. Yeah, let's furnish them a car because. Oftentimes, he said, the pilots are the ones who determine which airport they come to, and we want them to come to Murfreesboro yeah. so they can look at uh, our I would potential. S- I would say Chad is 100% correct that the the pilot determines, one, the most important thing is what's the safest environment that they can bring their passengers to. And, you know, there is no arguing uh, we're not saying that anyone is run, running an unsafe program but there are times when you've got 
600 plus traffics a day at the airport that you know i'm not saying that it's an unsafe unsafe programs but that it's just like on the road the more traffic is the more chance there is for an accident so and unfortunately in the aviation world any type of accident in the aviation world is not like a fender bender so um but the pilots determine one safety what's the safest and easiest airport that they can come into and then two what's the best experience for you know their customers and um, their company and you know, I think the city council and, and the staff has done a, a really good job with the new building that's out there to be able to provide that experience and to be able to have something that, you know, for the face of our community was not a building that was built in 1950, a one-story old house that, I mean, it was in rough shape. So now we've got the ability to be able to, to do that. As a matter of fact, that's where we have a city council meeting today uh, at 1130, and it's at the airport in, in the community room there. Great location. There's the information you wanted about the Murfreesboro Airport and MTSU. If there are some other questions that we've neglected to uh, ask, be sure and... Yeah, uh, call in. Yeah. Well, a person here has a question on any updates on Hamilton Drive's resurfacing. Yeah, um, that's one of the things I think we talked about last time we were here. And I know Sam Huddleston or Chris Griffith will be uh, listening. You know, the weather's not been great for doing any resurfacing. Um, When the weather's cold, the asphalt plants are not open, which makes it really tough for us to be able to to do any resurfacing. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that Hamilton Drive was on that resurfacing plan coming up in the spring but you'll I mean most of the resurfacing that happens will happen from from this time of the year uh, until you know the October November time time frame but you know December January February and especially the weather that we had in in January February the asphalt plants are not open and you can't uh, you can't pave so it's that fine line that you don't want to tear a road up and mill the road and have it sit there waiting to be able to get asphalt um and and i know chris that's something chris continues to to work hard on well here's some exciting information here that we're going to focus on in our next segment and that is we understand the murfreesboro electric department's financial plan is put together it is yeah yeah um you know the city council voted on this a couple of weeks ago we had a, a special um, we had our, our workshop and you know we've worked really hard I, I truly believe Bart the decision that we made you know a year ago um, is going to be one of the most beneficial things you're going to see 15-20 years from now for the city of Murfreesboro you know we sold the electric company for 240 plus million over a 15 year um, 15 year period we're going to we're going to be able to since we owner finance that we'll have over 300 million and you know one of the one of the negatives that people were talking about was this going to be something that the city council is just going to get this money and we're going to spend it like drunk sailors to try to just get the money out the door and that was never the intent the intent was to be able to protect that money and so what we did and it's one of the few times i think you'll see the the local governments go to the state and say look we want you to give us more restrictions we want you to hand to handcuff us and and what the council did and and our staff worked really hard on this we have taken that and we've sent a charter amendment to the general legislature and asked them 
and we've put exactly what we want to do with those funds. And ultimately, what we want to do is always protect that principal. So I'm saying always. And what we've put in place that 15 years from now, unless future council members want to go back to the to the state government and hold a referendum, that money can't that principal can never be touched. And what that does that that foundation that's being set up will spin off roughly our, our pension for 20 years has averaged over seven or eight percent per year for our employees. We conservatively built our numbers, and Rick Lalance was instrumental on this, at 4%. And at 4% per year, I mean, you're talking a net benefit to the taxpayer of 60 or $70 million over a 15-year period. And, and through MED, we were only getting about, when I say only, we were getting about $3 million a year. And that's not counting that we had debt and liability that was with that. And so now we've been able to shift that debt to where Middle Tennessee Electric is running the electric company. I don't think anyone can argue that they don't run a phenomenal business. I mean, they've been here. They're one of our oldest corporate customers in Murfreesboro. And what's going to happen, we're going to be able to take that money on a yearly basis, help keep our tax rate low, be able to, to invest in other areas where we don't have to borrow money. And then the whole time while that's happening, that principal balance of $240 million will still be sitting there. The other thing that's exciting with that is one of the things we hear consistently, whether it be homelessness, um, whether it be you know, different things in our community with different organizations. We, we The city contributes about $260,000 a year to organizations that provide governmental services that we don't have. I mean, we don't have certain things inside the city that, for example, the, um, the group that we deal with that helps kids with um, a court-appointed special uh, offer, lawyers in in mental health i mean those are things that we don't have and so the way that we've set this up there will also be a community foundation that there will be some of these funds that go into as it grows that they can help with those strategic partnerships that we have now so i think it's something that's very beneficial that we're 15 years from now i think it's going to be something that Although no one like likes change, and again, Bart, when you get politics involved, you know there are all these things about. Well, it it, it ultimately is a is a turf battle, and putting all of that aside, this is going to be extremely beneficial. And the, like the Child Advocacy Center, that's a group with um, General Weitzel and now General Jennings and Terry Fan. That you know they provide services in our community for for Rutherford County, for Murfreesboro, for Smyrna. That if they didn't do that, we would have to pay to do that. And this allows us to be able to help with those organizations. We're going to continue the conversation about some exciting things here in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. 
by growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. I spent 17 years in the military police corps. I wound up in forensic sciences. He's learned from the who's who in forensic science. I worked with Dr. Pierre Fink, and he was one of the pathologists who assisted in the autopsy of President Kennedy. I worked with the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology. I studied gunshot wounds, and I was asked to examine the ball that was removed from President Lincoln's head and identify it as being the proper one. And I had to go to Ford Theater and look through all the medical reports. Another case was much closer to home. A grave had been tampered with in Franklin, and part of her body was found, and it was sent to Dr. Bass in Knoxville. His assumption at the beginning of the investigation was that this was a fresh body, and it turned out he was killed in the Battle of Franklin back in the Civil War, and he had been embalmed with arsenic at the time, and that was a good preservative. Dr. Bass said that he made a mistake by about 100 years on it. A different veteran story from retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Five Star Building Solutions, Middle Tennessee's leading commercial cleaning service, offers professional disinfecting and fogging services. Visit BuyStarBuildingSolutions.com. Go to BuyStarBuildingSolutions.com for more information and a free quote. Again, BuyStarBuildingSolutions.com. We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. And we have another guest who popped in, a secret guest. We uh, I shouldn't say their name because all of their fans would surround the building. Uh, and that, that's more this, than we can handle. This is the television show, What's My Line, isn't it? Yeah, I think <laughs> <Okay>. it is. <laughs> I was telling Truman that... Uh, so we've got Truman Jones on here, but Truman retired, uh, what, last last Monday? Last Monday. Yeah, yeah. it's March 1st. So 
But I, I, last Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, yeah Tuesday, Tuesday was March yeah. 1st. <laughs> so it's funny that um, the uh, the sheriff's department is out practicing behind us there. There's some SWAT team maneuvers, so I think they knew Truman was coming, that they've got the Bearcat out there. And so. they got the real stuff. Yes, yeah, so me and Truman, we're going to drive the Bearcat, or M, what's it called, Bearcat or MCAT? Or? I think Bearcat, and, yeah. and uh, let, let, let's go out there, and Shane, and uh, let's see if they can hit us. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife and I, for her birthday, we went... Uh, we went hiking up in the Great Smokies and oh, a great place! Oh, uh, and so we were talking about seeing bears and and so she said, "Well, what would you do if, if we saw a bear?" And I said, "I just got to run faster than you. That's all I do." <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Bart, we've got a proclamation for for Truman, so I've got a new shiny proclamation. It says, "Whereas Truman Truman Jones announced his retirement after eleven years speaking on WGNS Radio and creating a daily radio show known as the Truman Show in 2011, and I don't think people understand Truman. You may speak to this after we get done. How much work that is." To do a radio show, none every single day, none. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's fun. Yeah, but everybody it, should have that opportunity to be on the radio and talk to some of the most special people you'll ever run into around here. We we are blessed here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County to have the people here. That's why everybody wants to move here. Amen. I, I, I've never seen one that I would not like to have as my neighbor and enjoy them well whereas the happy occasion recognizes truman jones as a rutherford county native and his years of service to the people in this community and whereas the stories on the truman show were filled with local history american history patriotism flag waving as daughters of the american revolution and rutherford county historian greg tucker was a weekly guest mm -hmm. whereas podcasts of his broadcasts have become historical archives at wgns and where many of Jones' guests were leaders, movers, and shakers of this community, whereas music played a strong part of this community's history, so each Friday a local attorney, John Blankenship, would bring his guitar and share musical memories on, on the show with memories of cowboys in earlier years that were extremely popular. Now, therefore, I, Shane McFarland, mayor of the city of Murfreesboro, do hereby proclaim, I'm going to say that today, March the 9th, instead of March 1st, as a day... Uh, to mm -hmm. be the Truman Jones Day in the city of Murfreesboro and urge all community to join as we extend our congratulations and wish him well in his future endeavors. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Thank Shane. you, Truman. Uh, What's next? Today's my day? Today's, well, it was March 1st, but today can be, um, today can, I can be I can do your day. anything I want to do today. Well, I don't know about that. I mean... <laughs> As, as long as they as, don't as get I to. take advantage of everything that comes forward toward me. As long as it's legal, I'd say you probably could do whatever you want to. Well, that that really doesn't fit in some of the things I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> what what in life have you not done yet that what, you want to do? Um, I, re I really would love to go to... W would you guys uh, furnish me a plane so I could go to Tahiti? Tahiti. I've always wanted to go to Tahiti. I, I mean, if I could do that, Truman. Do you have any friends at the National Guard? If, yes. I could t if I could take all of my friends with me and family, I would go to Tahiti and just stay there as long as I could stand it. I got to Google to even see how you get to Tahiti. <laughs> uh, well, that's a, there's a dream there for you. Have you ever been yeah. there? No, I've I always wanted to go. Yeah, I hadn't. I've heard it's a great place. I got to. Actually, I, I don't think I could probably afford to go there, 
I, uh, I don't my know. buddies, uh, uh, Greg Tucker and Mentorette, they just got back from uh, Hawaii. Did they really? And, oh, what what a special trip that was for them. Well, Tahiti would be a little farther away. Yeah, it so is. So a little more mileage. And I think it's probably a, a full day's travel in the air, I would think. Uh, at least. Yeah. Okay. Probably more than that. Ashley and I got to go to um, Israel. Ooh, that's a great place. I'd love to go there. And also. that was a, a highlight. But but that was um, we flew to Newark, and then from Newark to Israel, it was thirteen hours. And and that's I, not too bad. I don't know if I've ever sat anywhere confined for thirteen hours though. So luckily, what we about got to sleep. City Hall? No, I haven't. I, I have been confined there, but not thirteen hours before. Well, I take that back. We probably have been there 13 hours before. We back. Have you enjoyed being mayor of Murfreesboro? Uh, yes. There's not been. I spoke to a second grade class yesterday, and then we also got. I got to speak. Jimmy Allen was awarded the um, the Scout Honor uh, Eagle Scout War Award for the oh, Boy wow. Scouts yesterday. That's big time. Yeah, I, I mean Truman. It's like anything, and probably you being an elected um, office as well. I don't think a lot of people understand everything that happens that you know we probably get too much credit and probably get too much blame but the mm-hmm. last two or three years has been with covid and all the other things it's been it's been a tough two or three years but yeah. you know the community i think has rallied rallied through it well yeah we've been forcing around here uh compared to a lot of other places we haven't had the uproar you might say right that a lot of places have had and it's been very difficult for them but Murfreesboro people, they work together, and that, and that means a lot uh, to all of us. I agree. I mean, you know, the council that you serve with, I, I've not ever been with a group, and I think that's the tough part that people don't necessarily understand because, you know, you may turn on Fox News and you'll turn on CNN or CNBC, and you see mm-hmm. all these people fighting. That's all they do all the yeah. time. And that's not really the way it is in local government. I mean, we may disagree on an issue, but when we leave, we hug each other and we move on because everybody wants the community to move in the right direction. And so it's just not like what you see on on TV where you you think that, you know, everybody's against everyone. It's just not like that. And so I guess, do you miss it at all? I do. I do miss it. Um, And I knew I was going to. Uh, when I made the decision, but you know there comes a time. Uh, I'm I'm just a little bit older than you, Shane, maybe 50 years or so. So uh, I don't think you you still got a lot of time left. You know I'm I'm uh, I think at time. So I've I've done this since 2006, hmm. and that will probably this next time will probably be it for me i have no desire to go to the state government or or federal government i just i like local i like if you see something that needs to be fixed you're able to get it fixed pretty quick you don't have to have a committee on it so you know that's why i think you've got people who are moving up that you need to train those next leaders and well these federal people uh shane they can run forever and then uh after that's over with the big money comes in as a lobbyist, so uh, l- l- look at what you've still got to gain. Yeah, My goodness. I don't, think, uh, I don't think anybody want me to lobby anything. So the only thing I'm going to be lobbying is my, my nine-year-old to try to eat his vegetables, and I still can't, I still can't get that to happen. And then <laughs> my luck. 18-year-olds, you know, Luke and Eli are getting ready to be 
they'll be seniors next year. Wow. And so that's going to be a transition to not have those two in the house. That's going to be a big change. Yeah. My well, Kevin, little... congratulations to you. Are you trying to run me off, Bart? No, See, I'm trying to move on go. to the next topic. I mean, you, you can't get any appreciation anywhere you go around We here. got a phone call here, and it may be about you. I'm not sure. Well, let's hope not. Good morning. You're on WGNS. I can't hear you. It's not that Mr. Jones. Go ahead. What What did you say? I say it's not about Mr. Jones. Oh, it's not about Mr. Jones. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> See you, Truman. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you for all your hard work, bud. All right. What would it be about? I got a question to ask, please. Can, can Mr. McFarland or Mr. Jones even one tell me who's over the runner for county jail? Who's running for what? Who's over the Rutherford County Jail? That would be Sheriff Fitzhugh. Is uh, that's that the jail is run by the the county sheriff? Okay, so if you have complaints, they say I can't talk to the sheriff. So who would you talk to? You know, I I probably would either call the maybe the county mayor or or your your county commissioner who would be in your your district um where, where do you live i live in murfreesboro okay well um i tell you what if you want to email me uh s mcfarland no, at murfreesboro no okay how about the if you'll call city hall 849-2629 and if you'll leave your name and number there i will get the right people uh to contact you Okay, because I called the mayor's office and they say I couldn't speak with him. Well, if you call me, I will. I promise you, I'll call you back. Okay, what's your number? Six one five eight four nine two six two nine. All right, thank you so much. All right, have a great day. And we have another question here. This is a text question. Uh, we have some abandoned homeless shelters in our neighborhood. Abandoned. Uh, we, uh, who do we call to have them removed? Well, if it's on private property, it's going to be the the private property owner's responsibility to remove those. If it's on city property, then we will come and take care of those, and that's something we've been, Bart, we've been working really hard on um, to, you know, for safety and and to make sure that you know we provide the areas. Um, as far as being safe as we can but if it's on if it's on private property the private property owner would be responsible but you can um if you want to email me s mcfarland at murfreesboro.tn.gov i can get that to our our departments to see exactly what needs to happen good morning you're on wgns with mayor shane mcfarland yes good morning i want to talk to the mayor about something okay you're on the air Mm mm-hmm I want to ask him, you know, about on Bradle by Appleton Apartments. It's a big old hole there when you come coming out of them apartments. If you, you ain't careful, you'll probably fall your car turn over or have a wreck. It needs to be paved right in there. All right, Bradyville Pike at Appleton, them apartments at, over there to the Appleton. Okay, I'm making it's been a- like this for years. The city needs to work on that and get that right instead of fixing all these new roads up there to get that fixed it's a big hole right there well bradyville we did get 
uh, the go-ahead that the right-of-way acquisition is occurring. So I think Bradyville Pike will be let for bid here before too long for the widening of that section from um, Middle Tennessee Boulevard all the way out to Rutherford Boulevard. Well, honey, that's a big hole there. I'm telling you, somebody's going to get hurt there. I have. Uh, I got it, and I'm actually, while I'm sitting here, texting uh, Raymond Hillis, our uh, our guys right now. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Good luck. Have a good day. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor McFarland. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out. Uh, the cemetery that is on, I guess it would be called South Church. It goes across the railroad track. There's a cemetery there. Where can I find any information about the uh, how far back the cemetery goes and possibly some of the people that are there now should it, I go who, who, who could I ask about that you can um, one go if you go over there which I think that's on park I, I go there just three days a week I work out at a group across the street but here recently we had the unveiling of the um the historical marker that's there on on uh, Park Avenue, but that is the first African American cemetery that was in Murfreesboro. And there's uh, Allen's Chapel put that together, but the Benevolent Cemetery that's there, there's a historical marker that's on on that road that'll tell you all about it. And then if you want to email me s mcfarland at murfreesboro.tn.gov i can get you set up with um the with mr Plummer with allen's chapel and some of the group that put that together and they can get you all kinds of information on that cemetery it's i mean it really is they've done such a good job on maintaining and cleaning cleaning that up and bringing it back to to where people can go over there and and uh and walk through and see some of this the history that's there so it's it's they've done a great job so are are you saying that some of the uh, last names that might be on a rock, or if, if are you saying that some of those people that are interred there could be part of the founders of the city of Murfreesboro? I don't. Is that is that not a an old city cemetery? I don't think it's an it's a city cemetery. Um, it's it's a private cemetery, but it's. I mean, like I said, the Allen's Chapel just, it was just put on the historical register. Um, I think it's the historical register, Bart, but there is a there is a historical monument that now is, it's out there. Um, I know Mayor Ketron was there, and we, we went out for the unveiling of that marker. Would any of the information that I have asked you, would it be in the Lion Ball Library up on the square, or where the public records are? I do I really don't know. I, t- I tell you, you might try the archives, the county archives, yeah. because that's, that's what I'm talking about—the archives. Right, that's all. No, well, they've the moved old. everything to Rice Street. Uh, everything that was in the Murfreesboro room at the library is now uh, officially at the Rutherford County Archives building. They have a branch. Uh, the library system has a branch at the uh, county archives building and that's on rice street okay all right y'all y'all have been a big help and i appreciate you taking the time to answer my question yeah uh, i just got a text that 
please mention the Rutherford County Historical Society. Um, we're a great resource on on items such as the Benevolent Cemetery. So um, if you'll Google the Rutherford County Historical Society, that can give you they can get you some good information as well. Very definitely. Thank you for calling. We're going to pause for just a moment. We will be back. Stay with us, won't you? Money issues? There's someone local you can talk to. Financial Coaching Radio with certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. My name is Mary Edith Martin McFarland, and I love Adams Place for many reasons. And the most important thing to me is the people. It has a whole wealth of lovely, loving, caring people. The people that live here and the people that work here. And they're very gracious. And that's why Adams Place is wonderful for me. I feel safe and I love Adams Place. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Cloudy skies here for this afternoon with a high in the low 50s. Winds out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, mostly cloudy skies, a low near 35. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 39. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Welcome back. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us. And let's go back to the phones. You're on WGNS. Good morning. Let's see. Let's try this again. Not sure why that uh, is happening that way. Let us push it harder. <laughs> Hi there. You're on the air with the mayor. Yes, I'm sorry to have to call back. I didn't have a pencil at the time to... But to listen to McFarland, could you give me that sure. number again? 615-849-2629. All right. Thank you, Tommy. All right. Thank you. Have a nice day. And we have a text here from a listener who's asking about the Murfreesboro Electric Department. They're asking about the downtown office. Will it continue? And also, what about there was a land swap between Mur- Middle yeah. Tennessee Electric and the... Uh, and the city. So the downtown office is going to continue. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know what their overall plans are, but yeah, that they're still in that that building. And then the city council voted unanimously. You know, when we bought the 840 property years ago to put the West Park, you know, that's the only property we could find. And ideally, a park that's surrounded by four roads is typically not ideal um, for a park setting, but that's all we could find. We approached Middle Tennessee Electric. I had a crazy idea sitting Mr. Tyndall and just said, hey, do you think that Murphy's Middle Tennessee Electric, that property that we have is definitely more commercial than the property that they own, the 150 acres next to the Cloister in Berkshire. It's completely surrounded by the city where 
our 840 property is predominantly surrounded by county land and approached middle tennessee electric they thought about it and their board thought well yeah that's a great idea because we can allow y'all to put your park and maybe a school site on our property and we'll take your property that allows us to be able to have the commercial opportunity and uh, the city council voted unanimously to uh, allow staff to start that process and i think they're working through all of the details to be able to bring that back to us i think it's a win-win for everyone here's another question this one in from text and they're asking about subdivisions new subdivisions instead of having mailboxes they're understanding that a lot of them are putting in these general mailbox stations yeah. where you go to a location instead of a mailbox in front of your house yeah that is the city didn't have anything to do with that but the and, and it's hard to argue against the federal government usps or ups usps just said it costs us so much more money to deliver mailbox to mailbox they made the decision that they want mail kiosks and every new development that comes in they have to take land and build a parking lot and a mail center for residents to be able to get their mail and you know i didn't at first i didn't like it at all because i thought it's i mean it's an american to be able to walk out it's and check your mailbox i mean that's just the way we were raised and then the more i got to think about it i'm like well you know the lady who comes and delivers mail to our mailbox and she drives puts mail in our mailbox and she drives 65 feet puts it in another mailbox and she drives 65 feet and the efficiency that now they just go to one spot they take their mail and they put it in the back of everyone's mailbox and then everyone drives to those kiosks so the city or the county didn't have anything to do with that that was a federal regulation and it was pretty much this is what we're doing if you want to get your mail moving forward this is what you got to do we have one final area that we haven't touched on and we only have about a minute sure. not quite a minute fill us up uh, on the landfill what's happening fill us up is that uh <laughs> it's uh, filling up that's so. right that the city has had some pretty significant developments over the last several months and we made our presentation to the central tennessee solid waste board uh, they voted last thursday to deny the new landfill application again so that was denied um, our our group darren gore presented adam tucker our city attorney presented, uh, Donna Barrett presented, and you know I think they're all couldn't ask for a better group. Bart, we've we've been able to put together really a, a what I would say an all-star team that is just trying to do what's best for the community, and and really want to again reiterate. I mean, I was walking on uh, yesterday yesterday or day before yesterday, and you know I'm three miles away from the landfill, and I could smell it. It's not sewer. It's trash. So we just want Republic to fix the smell. You know, other landfills in this country that people live around, they don't stink. And so just fix it. And that that is the number one priority when we talk about this expansion and trash coming in. Just fix the smell. That's that's really what we want to happen. And we're we're going to continue as a city working hard to do that. And on that note, we thank, thank uh, our mayor for joining us this morning, Shane McFarland, the Murfreesboro mayor, visiting thank with you, us. Mark.